unidentifiable flying object. UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Fighting the UFO. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be anything. A UFO. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of UFO No Show. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for hitting that play button. Again, if you're first to the show, thank you so much for coming along. I appreciate that. I'm curious to know how you found the show. Not only does it help me know where to put my efforts, but also... Uh, I want to know if somebody shared with you the unique journey. I've mentioned this before. I had uh, somebody hit me up and say they discovered the podcast while in the desert. I've never heard the full story on that, and I would love to know. Thanks. Can't thank you enough. Uh, You know, I had somebody hit me up and say uh, on the YouTubes. By the way, we're on the YouTubes. Um just listening, I got a little placard there, shows the episode, but it's just a listenable thing on the YouTube, so slap your earbuds in, push play on that, and just let her go. Um, but I had somebody comment say, we miss Blind Mike. What do we do to get him home? I'm with you, 100%. I'm with you, I miss him too. For those of you that don't know, Blind Mike has been abducted. For those of you that don't know who Blind Mike is, he was my partner in crime for the majority of the show. Well, I think it's the majority. He was in a pretty large handful of episodes. I don't know. I mean, we're 60 in now, so I'm not sure if it was majority anymore. However, I've had numerous people on the show. Dr. Dixon, Lucas Dixon. Thank you very much. Um, my friend Casey Skinner, of course. Another friend of mine, Damon Jeffries. Love you, dude. Always comes into the shop, the CBD shop, and lets me know. Anyways, I love hearing from you guys. I know Blind Mike, he, he knows we're out there looking for him. So what do we do to get him home? Go to blind, get Blind Mike before he's analprobed.com. Help out however you can. Resources, time, money, whatever you can donate. Donate it. Get Blind Mike before he's analprobe.com. Folks, he has been abducted by the evil aliens. And I'm going to get him back. I'm telling you, I'm going to get him back. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. We're going to raise enough resources. We're going to be able to get him back. And I just got one thing to say to these alien bastards. I will look for you. I will find you, and I will kill you. Oh, yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming, baby. We're going to get you, Blind Mike. We're going to get you. So, anyways, to all you out there that are wondering what you can do, once again, go to getblindmikebeforehisanalprobe.com and prayers. That's what we can do. Prayers for his ass. Otherwise, if you want to help grow the show, share, share, share. Sharing is caring. Just take this link, share it across all your social media platforms, share it with your neighbors, your friends, anybody who will listen to you, somebody trapped in an elevator with you. I know you're talking about Jesus, so throw in UFO No Podcast. 
He's a fan. Also, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash UFO no podcast. If you want to help us out with a buck, $1, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing ad free experience. You still all got get all this bullshit in the beginning, but, uh, I throw in some ads in the middle. You won't get those on the Patreon and it only costs a dollar helps out a lot. Also, I got merch. That's right. Uh, I believe, I believe it is teespring.com slash UFO no podcast is the link for that. But I will have the link for the shirts in the show notes. So just go there. Click on that link. I got some sweet designs on there. Came up with a new logo shirt. It's rad. I'm pretty excited about it. And I've got some new stuff coming out all the time. So keep your eye out there. You can also buy a mug. Helps out a lot. And even though some of the prices might be a little high on that, that's really just processing fees. I swear to God, I don't make more than $3 on anything. Believe it or not, I don't make more than 3 bucks on anything. Because I want to... Look... I just need a little bit of money to support me doing this podcast. I don't need much, so I'm not trying to get even 10 bucks off of a shirt. $3. That's it. That's all I want. Anyways, because really, I just want to I just want to help you guys get a hold of shit to help support the show. Because, hey, if you're a fan, I know you'll be a fan of the shirt. Anyways, uh, so you, those are some ways you can help the show. Otherwise, what are we talking about today? Well, look. It's been dark. Okay, I know I've been going over some dark stuff. You know, the Project Blue Beam, that certainly wasn't a ray of sunshine, a lot of doom and gloom. You know, a lot of pointing out the negatives uh, in our world. Unfortunately, that seems to be a majority of things is a lot of of not great stuff. Was it all mean? I don't fucking know. But you've got, you know, you got things coming out where they've got priests that are now researching aliens. You've got, um, you know, U.S. officials. You've got, um, you know, all kinds of military um, officials talking about be prepared for an alien invasion. You've got tons of articles coming out talking about asteroids coming near Earth. Is one going to hit us? I mean, that's been happening for a while. But now it seems to be like they're ramping up the threat level. So is it just fear or is there really something going on? That's the problem. It's a perpetual state of confusion. You know, is it all, is it propaganda that they're placing that they're just making you fearful and pumping you full of fear, keeping you confused and guessing and, and, you know, in a constant state of stress or is there really something going on? What I'm getting at is who's the real enemy here, right? All right. Well, once again, I'm not going to go ray of sunshine. I'm not going to go ray of sunshine because I think it's important to know uh, the shenanigans that take place. Because here's the deal, you know, I think aliens are a fall guy. Look, if you've been following for the show, uh, the show for a while, you know how I feel about this. I'm agnostic. I don't. I don't necessarily believe the aliens are fucking with us. I think it's our own government fucking with us. And I believe that aliens exist, but I don't think they're fucking with us. 
I think there's a lot of theories out there. There's a tons of possibilities. That's the beautiful thing about having an open mind. It's all possible, but that's also a scary thing because it's all possible. Well, let's go over some real things, right? I speculate a lot. We speculate a lot. Blind Mike, I love you. I uh, wish you were here, buddy. Anyways, we speculate a lot. In this episode, I'm going to give you full-on truth. Now, everything in Project Bluebeam, if you listen to that episode, the historical UFO battles, the previous episode just before this one, pretty interesting stuff um, as far as uh, accounts of UFO battles. I've had some pretty good episodes. Go check them out. Alan fucking Greenfield. I love that guy. Want to have him on again. Had him on the show. Go check that one out. Phenomenal episode. I got a bunch of them. But I'm going to lay some more truth on you. This one is all about illegal experiments that have been done, have been done, confirmed, have been done by our government. And they're not pretty. And I didn't, I, you know, I knew a bunch of them, uh, but there was some of them that I was even like, holy shit. So uh, that's what we're going to go over because look, in a day and age of it's hard to know who to trust, I think it's especially important to know who not to trust. And if you know me, if you've listened to the show, you know I am not a fan of the government by any means. By any means. So, um, you know, I just, I'm not a fan in any way. And, uh, you know, anyways. It's just one of those things that I wish I wish we could trust more because they're in everything, but we can't. So here it is. Illegal experiments the U.S. government has done on its own citizens. And, I mean, we're talking about all the way back to, you know, World War II, some nasty shit. All right. The first one, believe it or not. All right, so look. I'm not going to give you a disclaimer. This is adult material anyways. I've said queef on the show for Christ's sake. All right. If you're letting your kids listen to this, I don't know what to tell you. Thank you is what I'm going to tell you. All right. The first one. Mentally disabled children were fed infected feces. I'm going to first I'm going to preface this with these have been done confirmed have been done. This is not speculation. This is fact. Mentally disabled children were fed infected feces. For around 20 years, mentally disabled children were infected with viral hepatitis. The research was supposed to help find the vaccine. The children were intentionally infected and their parents were, were not informed. Instead, they were told the children were receiving vaccinations. This all went down at the Willowbrook State School, New York. Saul Grugman, who conducted the experiments, fed the children the virus, then watched as they vomited, refused to eat, and became increasingly ill. Krugman justified his actions by saying the children would have gotten the virus anyway as the school regularly experienced outbreaks of hepatitis. Maurice Hillman, one of America's most celebrated vaccinologists, described the tests as, quote, the most unethical medical experiments ever performed on children in the United States. Now, regardless of how you feel 
about what's going on in present time. I don't even have to fucking say it. And if I do, what the fuck? With present times going on, this bothered me greatly. The fact that, obviously, these doctors saw the value in how to apply something in the vaccine and apply the vaccine because you could simply say, oh, no, no, I'm just administering a vaccine. Ah, Take that for what you will. It puts me on edge. All right. Tons of you know, if you've listened to the show, that I talk a lot about MKUltra. I mean, we're, there is theories that this goes deep into the Charles Manson murders that uh, guys named like Jolly West, um, I can't even remember all the Jack Ruby, were all involved in, you know, taking people and when they were arrested or when they were locked up in mental asylums, whatever the case may be, that they were able to either give them drugs or be able to manipulate their minds through things like they talk about NLP, um, which is neural, let's, what is it? Neural linguistics programming, NLP. Yeah. Um, Casey Skinner, actually, my buddy is super knowledgeable about that, but they would utilize these tactics to, as we know, the MK ultra experiments have done is implant memories or create triggers in their brain, or teach them how to uh, influence other people's minds, in which that's specifically what they're talking about with the, um, the case of Charles Manson. Here's what we know about, about MKUltra. For those of you that are not familiar, I've talked about it a ton. In fact, we did a great episode called MKUltra Experiment, or MKUltra and Alien Abductions. I had the thought, what if they utilized these experiments, which clearly you are able to fake all kinds of things from paralysis or induce all kinds of things like paralysis with things like aerosol, a dart. They talk about the heart attack gun, all of these things done by the CIA, which absolutely was MKUltra's, their their pet project was MKUltra. So, they were using drugs to manipulate minds to further their their research into mind control. And my theory was that they utilized these experiments and their results to perpetuate abductions on world citizens cuz now it's beyond it's beyond US nation individual nations it's global we are in the global agenda it is a global government it, it already is okay we're in project blue book it just is fucking deal with it okay but i believe that they were and i go through this in this previous episode but i'll give you a little rundown that they are able to utilize these experiments to per, to perpetuate these um abductions and blame it on aliens because they're able to also at the same time implant false memories. And then I believe with hypnotic regression, which a number of these people do a vast majority 
of these people do because these memories are locked, if you will, that these hypnotic regression sessions all of a sudden unlock these memories that are either implanted by someone else and then unlocked by this hypnotist, or it is implanted and, uh, you know, the person is guided through to this conclusion of this memory by the hypnotist. And it's all like one big, but that's a very big conspiracy right there saying every hypnotist is in on it. That's a lot. So no, I don't think that, but you have a very specific class of people. I would imagine that are willing to do hypnotic regression for alien abduction scenarios. I believe that would be a very small class of people that could be very easily infiltrated by disinformation agents like Richard Doty that we know existed. He admitted he was a men in black. Okay. Back to pro MK ultra went off on a tangent, but here it's all connected. That's why you have to, you know, and for those of you that aren't familiar, I got to touch bases. Those of you that are, they're just like, Jesus, here he goes again. But isn't that why you're here? Hear me rant. All right, so anyways, MKUltra experiment, CIA project that was chocked full of illegal activity. I mean, unbelievable. All at the expense of not only the citizens that were involved, but taxpayer dollars. It was tax-funded experiments against its own citizens, the government's own citizens. All right. Described by Edward Kennedy as an extensive testing experimentation program, MKUltra inflicted suffering on unwitting citizens at all social levels. This also included terminal cancer patients. Oh, yeah, everybody. In fact, uh, Midnight Climax took advantage of uh, horny men, horny people, who knows if it was men or women, probably both. I would imagine it's mostly men. Only because they were men CIA agents. Are they going to want to see? You know what I mean? Anyways. So. Because uh, I'm sure they had fun with the prostitutes they hired. Anyways. Midnight Climax. They hired prostitutes. Lure Johns. Into areas. Dose them up with drugs. Do mind control experiments. Imagine that. Imagine that. You think you're going to get laid? <sighs> Even though you paid for it, I mean, you're kind of a, you know, I mean, look, no judgments, but, you know, maybe you got some other problems if you feel the need to pay for sex, but that was a long time ago. Anyways, very little medical supervision other than the doctors that were involved in it that clearly had bias. Um, one of the worst cases, the worst cases of this was an eight-year-old girl an eight-year-old girl, once again, these have been done, confirmed to have been done, declassified, eight-year-old girl given LSD for two years, two years, and then electroshock, they call treatment, I call punishment, torture, electroshock torture, and sensory deprivation. It erased her entire memory, eight years old, her entire memory, leaving her with the brain similar to that of a newborn baby. Crazy, crazy. 
Now, look, you might be asking yourself, we've come a long way or telling yourself we might we've come a long way. This isn't the same government that did that. We have laws and rules in place and we're more enlightened. We're a better people. We're a more cultured society than they were then. Are we? Are we? Let me ask you a question. We have all the world's knowledge in the palm of our hands in a smartphone. What do we use it for? Uh, Angry Birds? Wordle? Uh, Facebook? Instagram? TikTok? Fuck that thing? That's not another one. I'm saying fuck TikTok. Uh, do we use it for good? How many people do you know use this? Imagine having this in you if you went back in time and you could look up any answer to anything. Anything. How amazing would that be? Where in that time you had to not only track down an encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Jesus, I forgot the word. Oh my God, we are getting dumber. I'm getting dumber. I'm dumb. Good Lord, I forgot the word encyclopedia. That's how little we fucking Jesus. Anyways, that's a that's exa- that's a case in point right there. Good Lord. Anyways, they not only had to track down an encyclopedia, but then look up the very specific thing, hoping that that one source that whoever was in charge of putting that book together, as opposed to the internet, something like Google, as though it is curated by algorithms, it still pulls from everything on the internet in real time, in moments. Moments. That's fascinating. And think about how powerful that would be in a day and age when no one else has that ability. Now think about a government that's doing that to you right now. A government that has every reason to take advantage of you. In fact, they have financial incentives to do just that. Not not even crossing the line, not even going into the moral question of who are these people. They have financial incentive if not career incentive to keep you there. It keeps people in power. It keeps people funded. Then you bring into are these people evil and holy shit, you have a whole new level of speculation of where this could go. Do we have a new government than we or a different government that we had then? Yes, a far more powerful government. Far more powerful. I told you it was going to be another doom and gloom. I told you. Next thing you know, I'm going to be going. What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. 
Have any of you been to San Francisco? My friend that hit me up that uh, asked how we get Blind Mike back. Have you ever been to San Francisco? It's beautiful. Gorgeous. I haven't been there in a while. I've heard it's turned into shit. But I haven't been there for myself, so I can't speculate. I mean, I can. <laughs> of course I can. I do that all the time. But I don't want to speculate that it's shit because it's a beautiful city. The Golden Gate Bridge. Anyways, where I'm going with this is fog. All right? This is how, this is how bad the government is. All right? The U.S. military utilized some of the most beautiful fog in the world, San Francisco fog. If you've ever seen the Golden Gate Bridge peeking up through the fog in the early mornings, God damn it. It'll bring a tear to your soul, to your fucking soul. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Breathtaking. Anyways, I was very fortunate to spend what, seven days over there? I grew up around there, not only that, but recently. Got to spend seven days over there, and it was nice. When I say recently, last two years. Anyone, anyways, anyone that spent time in San Francisco, you're familiar with the fog, okay? U.S. military simulated germ warfare attack on 800,000 people. Starting in 1950, the military sprayed unbelievable um, quantities of Serratia Markensens and Bacillus globigli, 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 into the fog advancing towards San Francisco. They thought the airborne agents were harmless, but it's thought that one person died and others were hospital. It's thought, I'm sure. I'm sure of it, and I'm sure it was covered up. That's why they don't know. That went on for 20 years, people, 20 years of germ warfare across the U.S. This bacteria was used in not only airports and major highways, but also the New York subway. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, for those of you like myself that was like, well, what the fuck is Serratia Markensens and Bacillus guy? Well, Serratia Markensens has been connected with several health crises in the Bay Area. Several. And I still don't know what the uh, other one is. Let's just look it up, shall we? What are they? Infections. Uh, Operatia Sea Spray. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> oh, God. As soon as I put it in. As soon as I put it in. What is the ratio? Of Operation Sea Spray. We're the U.S. Navy. It's like they're fucking proud of it, man. Anyways, it causes bad stuff. It looks like it's a lot of skin irritation, bad lung damage. Go figure. Jesus Christ. Once again, told you, doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. 
All right, I told you about Operation Midnight Climax. Prostitutes hired by the CIA to lure what's called Johns or dudes looking for street sex. Paying for a lady of the night to give them a rub and tug. All of a sudden, they find themselves in a room and something slipped in a drink. Look, where do you think the date rape drug came from? They were date raping dudes with prostitutes. Jesus Christ. Oh, just a terrible thing. Imagine that. Imagine thinking you're going to hook up with a lady of the night, and instead you get dosed up on LSD, wake up with a condom in your ass. They also tested mustard gas on their own sailors. A story about a 17-year-old sailor named Russell O'Berry. Russell O'Berry, imagine that. I'm sure he played football at a young age. I don't know why that has anything to do with anything. Spent only a few weeks out of boot camp before he was gassed by his own military. First, he was shut into a small hut, told to put a gas mask on, and then waited. According to him, he didn't see the yellow cloud of mustard gas. He felt it. The areas around his right eye, his buttocks, the medical term being asshole, and genitals began to burn. All the sensitive bits. As the tests went on, O'Berry developed huge, painful blisters and a horrendous cough as the mustard gas burned his lungs. And this was one of many. Get this. Okay, now mind you, this is... When is this? Um, World War II. All right, so mind you, World War II... You have Nazis gassing Jews. It's known. It's a known thing. Now, all of a sudden, you have the U.S. that are gassing their own servicemen in gas chambers. Where'd they get that from? What a bunch of sick fucks. Not only that, the worst part is, is that they went through this for nothing, because mustard gas was only used once. And it was by accident, mind you. So it's crazy that uh, it's just, you know, once again, somebody somebody up a line in an office looks at a piece of paper that says, do tests on mustard gas. And they're like, yeah, okay. And then somewhere else they have a conversation about, well, who are we going to use? And then somewhere else down the line, they go, oh, well, you know, we could we could put it to servicemen. Nobody asked the question, well, what are the dangers? They just say, well, we need to know what the shit does. How are we going to figure that out? Well, our soldiers are government property. Throw them in there. You know, I had a, I heard a great 
line by Dan Harden, Harding, Harden. Uh, Carlin, Jesus Christ. Dan Carlin from Hardcore History. He was on the Lex Friedman podcast, and they were talking about his show. And he had a great line that I thought um, was a fantastic way. So I am torn. I love heroes. I love veterans. I work with veterans. I've helped a lot of veterans. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying I, I love them. My dad's a veteran. He won't listen to this show because it's <laughs> it's not quite his cup of tea. But uh, he's a veteran. I love veterans. I love heroes. And anyone who's willing to step out of their life to protect mine, uh, I have huge amount of respect. Huge amount. I don't give a fuck about the politics going on around them. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Because people tend to lay that on the soldiers. And I, I have a hard time dealing with that. Because it's not their fault. They look at it as, my country is in need, and I'm going to fill that need. And I'm going to go in, and I'm going to make a difference, and I'm going to sacrifice my freedom my career, my family, whatever the case may be, to go and spend time defending freedom. That's why they're there. You go ask a soldier why they're there. Now, you ask the government why they're there. You ask any, any of that, it might differ. It'll come down to some bullshit political reason. But you ask a soldier, and it's for love of country, for love of countrymen. That's why they're there. I get a little heated when I hear about people being taken advantage of. So that when I heard Dan Carlin talk about the difference between warriors, well, they're always warriors. Okay. They're always heroes, but it's when these heroes and warriors are victimized by their own government because they, they manipulate them and tell them, Here's the goal. Here's the principles that we're going to stand by, and here's what we're going to do. We need your help to defend our democracy, defend our country, and they're, they're led over there with false pretenses. And then they're victimized by their own government because now they're over there dying and fighting and sacrificing for what? It's not the soldiers' fault. They're doing their part. Anyways, what he said was, is that these soldiers, heroes, sometimes become victims as opposed to warriors. They go over there as warriors, but then they're victimized. And then they come back and they're victimized by the medical industry because they get them hooked on pill. Anyways, I'm going to go on a tangent, but this is true. This is all true about what happens. These guys get no support when they get home. No support. And that's uh, an unfortunate thing. And then you hear about stories like this when they're literally being experimented on by their own government. It just, it just, to me, it just, it makes me so angry to think about that. And so once again, it, it makes me say, well, God damn it, you fucking, you know, Bastards! That's how I feel. Bastards! Bastard government. Doom and gloom, people. Doom and gloom. I told you. 
This one's pretty bad. Prison doctor was implanting animal testicles in San Quentin inmates. 40 years, Dr. Leo Stanley experimented on prisoners. As the chief surgeon at San Quentin Prison, see, this is what happens. These are officials that take advantage of their power and they use it on other people. And it spreads everywhere because guess what? It wouldn't have mattered where that motherfucker ended up. He would have taken advantage of somebody. It's the type of people that end up with power. It's not the, always the power. Now, people say power corrupts. Uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Here's where I disagree. You take someone who legitimately, legitimately like a hero, who thinks outside of themselves all the time and you give them power, watch what they do with it. But now you also have to have the right people around them, but generally they already do. Problem is, is people like that don't typically get power because the other people in power that are shitty keep them out. Man, I'm on a tangent today, huh? Huh? I love you all. Thanks for sticking along. As I'm talking about animal balls and people. <laughs> I love you all. Talk about these animal testicles makes me think of my fans. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. So, why did they do this? He believed that by doing this, it would reduce criminal behavior and stop the criminal population from reproducing because clearly by having a chihuahua's testicles, uh, they can't have babies. Seeing his inmates as unfit parents, which, hey, if they're in prison, maybe, I don't know. I, the way I see it, there's a lot of unrightfully imprisoned people. Uh, he said about swapping testicles between prisoners. Oh, my God. Can you imagine ended up getting Jeff's testicles? Look over at Jeff. Can you imagine getting Jeff's balls put into you? Good Lord. Nobody wants Jeff's balls. Implanting testicles from animals and generally doing disgusting things with men's scrotums. What? <laughs> Generally doing disgusting things with men's scrotums. <laughs> Just generally disgusting. Oh, for fuck's sakes, these people. Using the surgically removed cojones from pigs, goats, and sheep obviously didn't go so well and the prisoners bodies rejected the foreign material fucking this is making my junk hurt when this happened dr stanley simply removed them pureed them <gasps> and injected them into the inmate skin instead holy fucking shit Did uh, someone call 9-1? Holy shit. That is nuts. That is nuts. 
<laughs> it's not. It is nuts. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my God. That is unreal. I'm going to say that again. Pureed animal balls and injected them into the inmate's skin instead. So let me let me explain that to you. Clearly, it didn't matter where you got them put. Simply by having them in you would make you, what? Where did that? How do you come to that conclusion? Well, let's see here. Goats are pretty decent people. Uh, Sheep are pretty decent people. Pigs are fairly decent people. So if we just take these and grind them up and throw them into somebody, clearly they will become decent people. What the fuck? That, I just, where, in, where are you pulling that from? What data do you, do you pull that from? I'm no doctor, but I don't see how that adds up at all. Let's see, you take 28, 17, carry the nine. Uh, uh, Animal testicles make people calmer. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh my God. As you can tell, I don't like to prep. All right? I don't like to pre-read a lot of this stuff because I love finding out this shit along with you guys. My God. Hoy! Hoy! All right. American scientists also injected people. I just want to say, look, the fact that this guy is even still referenced as a doctor and he became a chief surgeon and he believed this. I I honestly think we need to have psyche valves for everyone with a badge, anyone with a white coat, anyone with any authority whatsoever. I don't give a fuck. If you're in charge of a shit stain, you should have a psychological evaluation. I should say someone else's shit stain. If you're in control of someone else's shit stain, if you're involved in your own, I don't give a fuck what your psychological state is, but if you're in charge of mine, I want to know if you're stable. I want to take just a moment to talk about CBD. CBD works as a very powerful anti-inflammatory. And I'm sure a lot of you have met someone who's used it or know a family member who's using CBD to relieve pain, anxiety. And the truth is, it does all of those things. Helps relieve pain, reduce and prevent inflammation, as well as relieving anxiety and stress on top of improving quality of life. So if you're looking to try CBD for the first time or get into something new and you want some answers, Clarkston CBD Company is where you want to go. Little plates I help manage uh, as well as educate people as to the benefits and products that can work for them. Check us out online, ClarkstonCBDCo.com. Shop online, reach out on Facebook, Clarkston CBD Company. If you're a podcast junkie like me, you've probably thought about starting your own. Well, I can tell you firsthand that starting my podcast has been one of the most fun decisions I've ever made. 
but it can feel overwhelming if you don't know how to get started. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout is the easiest and best way to start a professional podcast. In fact, it's so good they've already helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout will get your podcast into every major podcasting platform like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. You also get a great-looking podcasting website, audio players so you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and the list goes on and on. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week so you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people that eat, drink, and breathe it. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it helps support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. It's amazing that we live in a time that you can go and shop for cannabis like you do shoes. All kinds of different types and sizes for all types of different individuals. Well, if you're like me and you like a nice, balanced experience with no pesticides, clean, soil-grown craft cannabis, then you want to ask for Hell's Canning Cannabis Company in your local Washington retailer. The reason why is because they use true live organic soil recipes, custom made per strain, per plant, like Mother Nature intended. You can't get any better. So if you want craft cannabis with a balanced experience, ranging from strains like Jesus OG or Acapulco Gold or their own Hell's Cookies, then you want Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. Ask for them in your local Washington retailer. And if they don't have it, tell them to talk to me and I'll make sure they get it. Back to the show. I just, that blows my mind. Where you would even, and pure, if you don't need, I, why would you, if that was an option, why would you go to all the trouble to surgically swap them out if you can just puree them and inject them? Why go, why go to the trouble if that was an option? I mean, look, if you give me an option between going to the trouble of having my nutsack opened up, my testicles removed, and swapped out with a goat's balls, or simply having pureed balls injected into my skin, I'm taking pureed balls. Holy shit. I'm genuinely disturbed. In 1942, God damn it, I'm not going to be able to let that go. In 1942, the government created the Manhattan Engineer District. Why? To produce an atomic weapon. Hence the Manhattan Project. The U.S. military was fully aware of the dangers of radium. Medical staff, in fact, were put in charge of making sure to protect workers. What they didn't understand was the effects of plutonium, uranium, and polonium. I don't even know what polonium is. I just knew the Pluto one. 
and what it did on the human body. So, you ready? They started injecting reasonably healthy patients in hospitals. Once again, taking advantage of the vulnerable in hospitals, people that are trapped there. They already got problems. Do it on yourselves. What the fuck, Bob? Why can't they just do it on themselves? You know, I don't know exactly what this is going to do. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it in my big toe. I'm going to see what happens to my big toe. The next day, Bob is dead. Oh, well, we probably shouldn't inject anybody else. Done. Done deal. Bob's toe died. We know it's not a great deal. We know it's not a good thing. They're injecting healthy patients in the hospitals and military medical facilities with plutonium and uranium. Jesus. The first man was Eb Cade. Eb Cade. That's two B's in Eb, in case you were wondering. Not Ed, like E-D, E-B-B. Why not just throw a third one on there? Like a third B, make it a solid long ebb. Ebb Cade was injected and 15 teeth removed. Had 15 teeth removed, an arm and a leg bone removed <laughs> before he fled the hospital. No doubt concerned with the procedures. He'd only been admitted with broken bones from a car crash. He later died of heart failure. No shit. First of all, for a guy that's been injected with plutonium and uranium, had an arm and a leg bone removed, he got around pretty good to be able to flee the hospital. Good Lord. Went there with broken bones from a car crash. <sighs> you know, the most concerning thing is that these hospitals allowed it. That nobody in the hospital staff, no, but not one person stepped in to say, you know, I don't think this is a good idea. But that's what they do. They compartmentalize these things. So the good people don't find out about it because they know it's not good. That's the worst part about it, people. When, when, when other people say, well, maybe it's just incompetence and not evil. Uh, well, hold on a second. Clearly, by the fact that they were sneaking into hospitals and putting in people that were already there and then didn't know it happened, they clearly knew that somebody was going to be like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You're not putting that in me. They clearly knew. Not incompetence, evil. Pure evil. That's evil. God damn. Another wartime problem. You know, here's the thing. A lot of this shit happened 
after or during the war. Now, what do you have that happened after and during the war? You had over 1,600 Nazi scientists that were, guess what, doing some pretty fucked up things to prisoners and unsuspecting people that were sick, injured, and slaves. I'm talking about the Jews by the Nazis. So to me, it's not surprising that you had these fucking sick experiments going on towards the tail end and the end of the war. Because, well, let's see here. You have 1,600 Nazi scientists that, look, on paper, they're saying, here's our goal. We are trying to, I can't do a German accent. I always do Russian. They're trying to do experiments to discover things like like heat stroke is some of the things. They would throw people in pits, fiery pits of high heat to see how they could treat sunstroke. So they would burn the individuals to the point of sunstroke or heat stroke, pull them out, and then try and treat them. Unreal. So those are the types of things. So they make it out like, well, these things are going to, they're going to help humanity. We're going to save humanity. Well, one of the problems that they were having during that same time was malaria. Around 65% of American soldiers, in fact, that went to the South Pacific, ended up getting malaria. So, their forces are getting weakened by this disease. The government and the military decided that they were going to use a solution that they knew of. So, 400 prisoners were intentionally infected with malaria at Stateville Penitentiary and then given unproven anti-malaria drugs to see if they worked. Now, here's what's interesting. A lot of these prisoners volunteered for the trials in return for time being taken off their sentences. However, What they didn't know was that a lot of these side effects were causing fatal heart attacks. Not only by the malaria, but by the drugs. Oh, I'm sorry. The heart attacks were caused by the drugs to cure them. So they were told by doing this that they would get time off their sentences only to end up dying. A vast majority of them. Evil. That's evil. You know why? Because you're instilling someone with hope. Knowing, knowing there is none. That's evil. That's evil. Here's something a little bit more recent. Criminals. Did you know this? I didn't know this. Criminals were allowed to buy guns uh, from 2009 to 2011 
U.S. criminals were allowed to illegally purchase weapons. And this was thought up, believe it or not, by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Oh, and explosives. I love how they throw that at the end. Because they were going to follow the criminals and their newly purchased guns to the kingpins of the Mexican drug cartels. Problem was, the weapons started showing up in places like Texas instead of Mexico. And of course, were found in high-profile murder investigations. In fact, a U.S. Border Patrol agent ended up uh, oh, was found dead. Believe it or not, this operation, it was called Operation Fast and Furious. That's unbelievable. Operation Fast and Furious, that cracks me up. Oh, so they ended it in 2011. That's crazy, man. Two years. Imagine how much of that remained. How I'm sure, even though the operation ended... That doesn't mean they got the weapons back. And who knows how many weapons were purchased? I'm sure thousands, thousands. So, along with the government, is medical. It's all tied in. It's all federally funded. My girl is going to nursing school. So I have nothing against nurses, a lot of doctors. I've known a lot of doctors, had some great conversations with doctors about cannabis. I'm a cannabis fan, as a lot of you know. I've had some really, really phenomenal conversations with some very good doctors. But once again, you have these people that take advantage. And something that's really bad is when you take advantage of people that are terminal start experimenting on cancer patients and shit like that. It's just terrible. Well, during the 60s, cancer patients were given high levels of radiation without their consent. Doctors told them they were being treated for their cancer, then forged the consent documents, the doctors did, outlining these insane doses of radiation. One doctor, Robert Stone, was covering up his unethical practices by only making a record of patients' initials so they'd never be able to trace their treatment and records. In fact, during the Cold War, radiation experiments expanded and included releasing radiation elements over, you ready? U.S. cities. Feeding radioactive chemicals to mentally disabled children and injecting babies with radioactive chemicals. Unreal. Once again, when I talk to people... Maybe not once again. I don't think I mentioned it on this episode. When I talk to people about government stuff, because look, here's the deal. 
when you have a podcast about conspiracies, most people know you talk about conspiracies. So when you get in a party, you're talking to a group of people, somebody inevitably brings it up like this. All right, dude. So give us the lowdown. What's coming? And I go, oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> or if you do, you're not going to believe me. And they go, well, let's hear it. So then I start talking about some things, some conspiracy theories that aren't even this despicable as that confirmed to have happened. And they go, whoa, 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 what? Come on. You really think the government is capable of that? <laughs> and then I go, yeah, yeah, I do. Because I know about shit like this. And that's why I'm telling you. So you'll know about shit like this. So next time you have the thought. I. Would the government really do that? Uh, yes, they would. Yes, they would. They would stick. Yes. But they would put yes. But they wouldn't. Yes, they would. Every time, every time, think about that. They have released radioactive elements, mind you. That's fancy language for poisonous materials, potentially fatal materials. Over U.S. cities, how many? We don't know. Feeding radioactive chemicals. Which chemicals? We don't know. To mentally disabled children. How many? We don't know. Injecting babies. How many? We don't know. With radioactive chemicals? How many? We don't know. Uh, however much they wanted to. It's not like they're using a measuring cup. Uh, let's put in two tablespoons of radiation into this baby. I don't think they're doing that. I think they're just sprinkling it about like a grandma making cookies. She doesn't measure shit. She just throws it in there. Doom and gloom, people, I told you. Doom and gloom. Maybe I should have forewarned you a lot of this, like all of it is bad. I said illegal experiments. If you thought that the illegal meant it was going to be nice, just not lawful, no. Chances are if you're crossing the line of legal, you are almost certainly crossing the line of ethical and evil. Here's another one. Healthy children at the Iowa Soldiers and Sailors Orphans Home. Oh, yeah. Orphans. Were subjected to a period of psychological abuse that would later become the focus of a multi-million dollar lawsuit. A doctor that was trying to, you ready? Cure speech problems. Speech problems. People will survive having a stutter. Most times, they will outgrow it naturally. 
say a limerick here and there, tongue twisters, practice. That's really all it takes. Nope, not good enough. This guy wanted it gone now. Anyways, this doctor looking to cure speech problems wanted to induce a stuttering in a child in order to cure it. So instead of taking a stuttering child, he took a non-stuttering child, healthy children, and induced a stutter. He sent a nurse to talk to a group of 22 orphans in what became known as the Monster Study. The orphans were sectioned into groups, stutterers and non-stutterers. The orphans without speech problems were told their speech was not normal and they must correct it immediately. As time went on, all the children's schoolwork suffered. They began to become less talkative and displayed the mannerisms associated with stuttering. Three surviving orphans from the home are now suing the state and University of Iowa. Now, that's the least, the least bad thing that we've heard about so far. It's still terrible. But it's not a vaccine full of feces. It's not plutonium, uranium. It's not radioactive chemicals. God damn. Anyways, I just get to thinking about that. And I'm just like, it's babies. How? how I mean, look. I, <laughs> these people aren't human. I mean, if you can, if you can experiment on a baby like that, where is your humanity? I argue it's not there. That just blows my mind, man. A research-hungry doctor at Holmesburg Prison told a reporter, All I saw before me was acres of skin. Creepy. 20 years of painful experiments done by Dr. Albert M. Kligman partnered with the University of Pennsylvania to use prisoners' bodies to test a range of products, including eye drops, detergents, toothpaste, deodorant, skin creams, and shampoo. I mean, that sounds pretty not bad. Except for the fact that they were using painful procedures That included external testing, constant biopsies were taken, and many prisoners suffered painful reactions to the products put on their skin. Okay, once again, not nearly as horrific as some of the other ones, but still terrible. Once again, these are prisoners. These are people that are trapped. Say what you want about what they've done. 
is there no redemption for people? I'll, I'll be it. I more comfortable with the fact, and I'll say it, say what you want. Call me a douche. I don't give a fuck. I'm far more comfortable with the idea of experimenting on prisoners than I am experimenting on children, orphans, babies. What the fuck? Humans are humans. I get it. But if you're a human that's there because you took the life of another human, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for you. But if you're a, an orphan, my God, what the fuck? A baby, yes, I have a huge problem with that. Prisoners, what are we talking about? What kind of, what kind of torture are we talking about? I'm just being a realist. Kids and babies, though, let's keep things in perspective. All right, so a lot of you may have known about this one. I did know about this one because I'm a prohibition, uh, anti-prohibition advocate, as in cannabis, but that goes way back to alcohol. The U.S. government was poisoning alcohol during prohibition, and it genuinely hoped that people would die to quit to make people stop drinking. That was their goal, to poison people that they knew some would die in order to discourage drinking. All because they didn't want you, them, these people back then, to have alcohol. That's it. Say what you want about alcohol. I'm not the biggest fan. I myself drink maybe four times a year. Because I've had problems in the past, I know myself, and I don't need it. I like the weed. Because I can control myself. However, as with cannabis prohibition, the drug war, I am against government control of what i put in my body if i want to if i want to drink battery acid i'll drink battery acid i don't want to i don't encourage that don't do that but i'm just saying it seems to me that the government is trying to get rid of us by any means necessary so why is it that they want us to not get rid of ourselves via what we put in our body? Because they only outlaw the things that aren't bad for us. See, alcohol, why do they want to ban alcohol? I believe it's because it gave people a way to make money. Cannabis, drugs, look at mushrooms and, and pot. Anybody can grow that. Why do they... Why do they not let you? Because you can grow it, and it's medicine. Alcohol can be used for a number of things, a number of things. One of the big things is, I think, if anyone was able to distill alcohol, they would learn how to run vehicles on it. And that's why they don't want you to be able to use it. Same thing with cannabis. You would be able to heal yourself. They don't want you to have it. 
That's my opinion. Anyways, but back then, they were poisoning alcohol. People kept drinking it, even though newspapers were reporting it, all that kind of stuff. Everybody knew. But instead of not putting poison in, they just kept doing it. The government continued to poison alcohol over the years, killing 10,000 people. Not mentioning the amount of people that were made sick by it. The crazy thing is, the people continued to make it happen, continued to circulate alcohol, and eventually prohibition was ended. I believe we have a much more sinister and diabolical government now that would never allow the citizens to overturn something like that. Now, people might say, well, what about prohibition now? Look at it now. Look at all the legal states for cannabis and blah, you know, all that. Eh. They're also making a fuckload of money off of these retailers, including the federal government. Each retailer has to pay federal taxes. In fact, one of our local pot shops here paid over $900,000 in one year in federal tax federal taxes. It's not federally legal, but they still got money from it. So there you have it. This is the one I was talking about, about the... Um, well, this is part of it. Actually, this one's about bugs. So in 1953, an article in a medical journal detailed a horrific research study carried out on children, 41 children, in fact, ages 18 or 8 to 14, had skin on their abdomens blistered by cantharide, which is a toxic substance and if you ingest it, it can be lethal even in small doses. There's some evidence to say that cantharide derived from blister beetles is also an aphrodisiac. What? But as the substance irritates your whole digestive system, it's probably not worth the risk. So it'll make you pee-pee hard, but it'll hurt your tummy tum. The research was done purely to see how much the substance irritated children's skin. That's the only reason they did it, was to see how much it irritated their skin. They knew it would. What's worse is the suffering didn't stop when the research stopped. Oh, my God. People caring for the children cut the blistered skin off with scissors before cleaning the area with peroxide, which can further damage tissue and skin. God damn it. God damn it. So, That's some pretty rough shit. If you've stuck through this far, congratulations. 
I should have put a little disclaimer on that, I suppose, being like, this is going to get squeamish. What am I saying by this? What am I what what's my goal in telling you this? Well, I I hinted at it in the beginning which was to say the government's against you. You are a a tool. Think about that. I mean, think about when we play these games like if if you're a gamer and you play things like to take it back Starcraft or even like new things, you know, like when you, those games where you've got the people that go out and gather materials, they come back, they stockpile, you use those materials to build up your fort, your defense, your city, whatever it is, whatever the goal of the game is. I don't think that's a whole lot different than what they have going on on this 30,000-foot level that these powerful elite, and make no mistake, they're there. They are there. It's real. They exist. They're manipulating the world around us. And we're just collectors of resources for them to build this world up. So what am I telling you? Am I hinting at something that I believe is going on in modern times? Illegal experimentation done on U.S. citizens? Do I believe that? As everything I have continued to talk about on this show, I believe everything is possible. Because I believe that through technology, through the universe of things that we don't know, we can't understand, that is out of our realms of perception, that our reality is based on levels of knowledge, of how the world actually operates. And as you learn how this world operates, you start to get a clear picture of what's really going on. Do I have a clear picture of what's really going on? <laughs> Hell no. Fuck no. I have no clue. But I believe all of this is possible based on what we know has taken place. History. History is the is the answer. That's how we know what's coming. When people ask me, how do we know what's coming? Ben, what's on the horizon? What's coming? What kind of conspiracies are coming our way? Well, look at history. What is happening now? What steps are being taken now that have been taken before? Similar, obviously new with technologies, new tactics, new strategies. We are, we are a nation of adopters. We adopt other cultures. We adopt, a, we assimilate with everything. Our government's the same way. We took on 1,600 Nazi scientists to do what? Understand their propaganda tactics 
and continue their scientific studies to gain knowledge in technology and science that we were behind on. That the, 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 due to the lack of ethics in the Nazi regime, they were able to have certain scientific breakthroughs and technological breakthroughs because they used the backs of slaves to make that happen. Jewish slaves and other, other nationalities as well. Polish, a lot. It's the same equation. They just fancy up the numbers so it makes it look like a new equation. It's the same thing. Two plus two equals four. In this case, two plus two equals government manipulation. So am I hinting by showing you despicable illegal experiments that have been done on the U.S. citizens in the past? We're talking 50 years ago. It's not that long. I got people I know that were alive in the 50s. It was not that long ago. And therefore, it is by no means outside of the realm of possibility that these types of things are going on. Not only going on, but have been going on for a long time. And now are far more advanced. And doing things that these potentially make these types of things look like nothing. Because at one point in time, all of those things that I just went over were classified as in not available to the public knowledge. They, nobody knew that was happening. So when people come to me and say, well, I don't think that could happen today. You're wrong. You are wrong. Not only could, it never stopped. They change names of operations. They change staff. They get rid of certain people. They, they move bases to structures, departments, new funding, new paperwork, new administrative levels, and it, it's just gone. Gone, but not gone. It's repurposed. Doom and gloom. The theme of today's episode. I'm sorry. Wish I had better news. You know? I just don't like being unprepared. Is my thing. Do I think that it's going to, you know, is an alien invasion coming? I think so. Fake or real? I don't know. Are we going to be able to tell the difference? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. So what am I saying at the end of all this? I'm saying thank you. I'm saying thank you to everybody for joining along. Tuning into the episode week after week, every once in a while, every other week, depending on what's going on with my life. Thank you all very much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate those of you that reach out. Continue to do so. 208-790-8226. I 
I lost my Facebook page. UFO No Podcast Facebook page is no longer. I mean, you could find them on there, but I don't have access to them anymore. <laughs> so if there's new posts on there, it's not me. Uh, but you could find us on the Instagrams. Find us on the Instagrams. Um, UFO No Podcast Instagram. Get a hold of me there. Once again, if you want to support us monetarily, patreon.com slash UFO No Podcast as well as teespring.com slash UFO no podcast. I'll have the links in the show notes for sure. So I could be getting that one link wrong, the teespring. I'm still trying to get my shit together, but I got some cool shirts. Go pick one up. Otherwise, just share, 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 share. Sharing is caring, y'all. That's it. And that's all I can ask for. Otherwise, I love you all. Keep Mike in your prayers. Remember, we're going to get him back. Catch you on the next one, y'all. Love ya. A peace.